Hello, and welcome to Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. Did you notice how much I tried to sort of vary the tonality of my voice during that intro? And the cadence. You went for it. I feel like a Channel 5 news reporter. No, the Channel 5 news reporters don't report news, whereas you do, on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, welcome to episode 25 of Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, where we're going to be reviewing the movie Black Panther, or as I like to call it, episode 5,295 of every movie podcast ever. Yeah, I reckon there's probably a, a lot... This movie has attracted a lot of attention, hasn't it? Yeah, it definitely has, for some very good reasons, and we'll go into those. Um, what we're going to do now is keep this to the shortest intro ever. Hit it! So, this week we are reviewing Black Panther, which is a special movie in a lot of ways. Okay. First of all, let's start with some movie news. Movie news, it's movie news, it's Josh's movie news. Uh, with Josh. And... His movie news. And hopefully some Mike's Dick Corner afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Um, this week's movie news, first of all, we just got the new trailer for The Incredibles 2. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I sat next to you when I watched it. Um, I'm really excited for this. I, I love the first one. The first one has a special place in my heart, mm-hmm. um, and I hope that the second one does too. I think it will. It looks like from the trailer that they've that the story premise seems to be that um, Elastigirl, aka Incredible Mum, mm. is being recruited to be a superhero again, which leaves Mister F- Mister Incredible, yeah, it wasn't it, the dad of the family, behind to look after. The rest of the kids, including who seems to be yet again one of the best things about the movie, Baby Jack Jack. Jack Jack. Yeah, because all of a sudden Jack Jack can seems to have like he seems to be like the Doctor Manhattan of superheroes, doesn't he? Yeah. He, can, he does everything. He can change shape and turn into a stone-like thing, like the thing. But what a great idea to to put that into the innocence of a child. Yeah, because you're like you want a cookie, and they'll just transport across the room. Exactly. Yeah. And fight him for a cookie, and then I, turn into a red demon and start biting him. It's like I think it's a hilarious premise. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm excited for it. Um, I think there needs to be a as long as they mention that dads aren't just babysitters; they're parents too. <laughs> then, uh, then I'll be all right with it. Um, and also, it because it's been 14, 15 years since the last one came out. It's actually yeah, it's been that long. No, you can kind of tell the difference between the the level we've we've achieved. I say we. I've had nothing to do with it. But the level <laughs> of animation that we've achieved um, over fifteen years, it it already looks much. I mean, imagine watching the first one followed by this one. You'd be like, wow, that's that really has changed. Mm. And I think that the animation they've made it a bit more cartoony as well to compensate for the fact that it looks better. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want it to look too realistic. Yeah, yeah. Just in the trailer alone, I think um, the kid, not the not, not Jack Jack, the boy kid, I can't remember his name is, um, but he furrows his brow. And I don't think they had the, uh, the capacity, the capacity to, furrow to furrow brows in the, in the first one. That's nuts. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Cool. Very excited for that. Uh, on top of that, we, we had the Han Solo trailer last week, which we've already mentioned. What we didn't mention was the fact that the Millennium Falcon looks different. Yeah. Well, they did all the modifications on it, don't they? I think they do mention in one of the 85 films that Han and Chewie have modified it in some way. Yeah. Um, but I never for once thought that it would be cosmetic changes because it's already the most beautiful shape 
and perfect. A pizza box with two prongs coming out of it. Yeah. Technically three. Um, I always thought the modifications they did on it were purely for, for performance. When I'm looking at a picture of it now, like the toy that it's based on, and it looks... It looks more model. Uh, sorry, model. It looks more modern. Looks more modern. It looks. Um... I like it, but it just doesn't really make sense because it looks too futuristic, and that's the problem that you have with some of these movies, isn't mm. it? You have a movie based on a sci-fi that was created in yeah, the eighties or seventies, yeah, yeah. and now it, it the new stuff looks too new. So I don't know. But it's it, if you're a big Star Wars fan, and you want to geek out about that kind of thing. Go online and have a look. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Very short movie news this week. Good. That's movie news. That was movie news. That was Josh's movie news. Do you now want to give your first ever Mike's Big Dick corner? Um, yeah, I quite like the idea of this because it's um, not only is it a fun documentary, but it's an educational one too. And my first uh, we're entry, a documentary now. Yeah, yeah. My first is that what I said? You said documentary. Oh, Jesus Christ! I meant podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go okay, wait, wait, wait! I need a theme tune. Oh, okay. It's Mike's big dick. He's swinging around like he doesn't give a shit. We're gonna learn some words, and you're gonna love it. I can't think of any other words to rhyme with it, so it's Mike's big dick. Bang. Beautiful. Um, you're a wordsmith. <laughs> yeah. And the first, my first word is uh, apposite. Apposite. Is that how you say it? Apposite. Apposite. Yeah. It's like opposite, but spelt with a an a in a. front. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's basically apt. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the origin of the word apt. Well, apt. Well, I think it. I don't know if it is. I wasn't around when um, apt was first used. But it basically means uh, it's a definition of um, apposite is uh, fitting for the situation or suited. So if we were to do this episode of uh, Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh on well during Black History Month, for instance, this episode of Black Panther would be apposite. Yeah. Well, don't you got it? Oh, all that shirt is opposite with your skin tone. What, like stony? Pasty. Like it hasn't been washed in a while. Yeah. 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 Like white dirt. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. That there's such a thing as white dirt. Uh, that, Wait, well, that, that sounds wrong. Opposite. So I'm hoping to bring uh, this word out um, into the mainstream and um, I will not be happy until I see Kim Kardashian hashtagging opposite. Opposite. Okay, everybody, go out, hashtag opposite right now. And uh, next week we'll be joined by another swinging sensation of Mike's big dick. Yep, and Kim K better watch out. I'm coming. <laughs> With your big dick. With big hashtag. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I'll sing you out again. It's Mike's big dick. It's swinging around like he doesn't give a shit. I can't believe I remember all the words that I sang before. Cause I made it up on the spot and I don't know when to finish. So, Black Panther. Yeah, Black I think... Panther, written and directed by uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Who also did... Did you see this film, by the way? Black Panther, yeah, I watched no, it. No, not that one. Uh, Creed. <laughs> I did one. watch Creed, yeah. What did you think? I thought it was decent. Yeah, uh, But the backstory to that would be that I've only really seen Rocky 1 and 2, and I'm just not... I'm not really into the other Rockies, do you know what I mean? Well, as we've not seen them. I, I don't. I, well, I've not grown up with them, so I don't think I get the yeah, nostalgia, and I'll just look at them as cheesy 80s films now. Well, you know, Creed was all right. 
it has a good performance by Sylvester and to be fair Michael B. Jordan yeah no, I, I enjoyed him in it quite a lot I yeah. enjoyed the, um, the the female lead as well she was really good she was good I can't remember I've, have I got her face in my head or oh, she was she not um, uh, in for Ragnarok oh, Tessa Thompson yeah is it not her oh, I don't know I'm not gonna if only there was a podcast out oh there that could God. tell us um, so this film uh, stars Chadwick and Boseman as T'Challa Michael B. Jordan who we mentioned before as not the scariest of bad guy names Eric Killmonger Kill- oh Killmonger yes yeah not actually his Eric. last name no is it not what is his actual last name I, I don't know but Killmonger's definitely like well his first name's Eric and that is I mean if somebody attacked me called Eric I'd be like pfft get a good first name Eric before you come at me <laughs> um, and then you got Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia mm-hmm. connecting people and then uh, Danai Guria as Okoye from Walking Dead ah is that what she's from yeah yeah she's she... the general right in this yeah bald. she's the, the, the bold bald general of the um, Wakanda the, the, his, his personal bodyguards his personal little army that he's got mm mm-hmm uh, but she also plays I've forgotten her name in Walking Dead what is it I don't know she's dead and she's walking she's not dead or walking she's still going and she's got samurai swords which I'm makes her so here. fucking badass yeah, she's she one of the cool. best the only good things left about the Walking Dead these days why well, can't I remember her name in that fucking program anyway you know who she is yeah she's got a sword Michonne there we go Michonne Michonne no Michonne uh, and then you've got Martin Freeman who plays the token white guy uh, and then <laughs> Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Um, and Letitia Wright, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and yep. his eye making a Siri. And then oh, Siri, Siri, Siri. Not not Siri, no. <laughs> uh, and then you got Andy Serkis. Oh yeah. Who plays Ulysses Claw, or Aquinsu Ocha, as he was known in Ace Ventura. Aquinsu Ocha. What? Do you remember White Devil, White Devil? Oh, uh, right. Is that how they say it? That's what they say. Quintu Watcher. <laughs> um, so it's a pretty pretty impressive cast, actually. Well, you know what? It was also good. So you mentioned Letitia Wright, didn't you? Yeah. 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 He plays his sister um, in this. Yeah. But Winston Duke is Mbaku. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought he's cool. worth a mention. He was good. And even Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown. I thought that was his name, but I didn't want to presume. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, who played the King's brother. Um, he's oh. really good and he's in um, O.J. Simpson versus The People yeah I recognised him um, he's got the kindest of faces he's got a very empathetic face. I don't want to say chiselled face but just has a real shape to it I mean there are four or five like, real shapes if you were going to carve a head out of stone mm. I would use his head yeah um, hopefully people who've seen O.J. Uh, we'll know what we mean, but he has got, um, I don't know, He's he's got a f- way of looking at... Um, he's just an incredibly handsome man, I think it's my point there more than anything. <laughs> I don't know what it is, he manages to convey empathy with his, just his face alone, he just sort of has a has a, a look on his face that you think, yeah, that man is, is feeling some feels right now. <laughs> some real feelings. Um, so what was the first thing, if I asked you straight out of the bat, what did you think of Black Panther? What is the first compliment that you would give it? The first compliment I would give it would be that it has a majority black cast. That is the first thing that you had mentioned about this film called Black Panther. Yeah, because it's it is significant, despite whether or not the film was good or bad in people's views, it's mm. significant that a 
movie can star a majority black cast and still do well at the box office because Hollywood is notorious for whitewashing because they don't want to take risks and they see films with white leads, majority white casts as safe options that, that audiences want to see. And that's one of the main reasons why we don't see a lot of um, black actors getting chances in Hollywood because mm. Hollywood just don't want to take the chance. So now we see a studio like Marvel who are churning out the biggest films ever three times a year sometimes. Year after year. Coming in with a film that is majority black cast. It's been a long time coming, but they've done it and it's proven to be a success. We went to see it on Tuesday when it came out and the first couple of showings we went to go see were completely sold out yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like we just yeah. could not find anywhere to watch it at around quarter past six on a weekday. And it's weird because it came out on a Tuesday. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? You'd think it'd be... This is supposed to be... Um, this was supposed... From the numbers at the minute, it's supposed to be Deadpool's um, February launch. And that was one of the biggest February launches ever. So that is a compliment in itself, regardless of whether people think the film's good or bad. And it seems like, from what critics are saying, a lot of people think it's really, really good. It's getting fantastic. It's like in ninety percent on like Rotten Tomato and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah not going to be the best, but I do. Yeah, no, I completely um, understand where you're coming from, and I think it says a lot that I hadn't even noticed. Yeah. That there hadn't been a predominantly black film up until this one, until mm. the trailer came out of this. Um, I think it says a lot that I didn't even notice that. I mean, it's not I was like a bit like. Eh. Is it, yeah. big, is it a big deal? But yeah, you're well, yeah, because right. you're an enlightened yeah. left-wing person who didn't realise that it was that needed to happen. Yeah. It's like when gay marriage came out. I was like, fucking hell, is that is that still illegal? Yeah, exactly. Like I had no idea that, that wasn't a, a, a legal thing. Um, but, but it's that's again from but our that's my that's my privileged privilege of the straight um, white man. That's yeah. what we don't notice because we don't face these um, challenges. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. you what you said, and I think that this film actually does tackle difficult issues and halfway through the movie I realised that it was doing well it was doing a good good job mm. because this, this film has drawn um, lots of attention because of its because of its cast and its and its subject matter and it has and it has um, built up this snowball effect of being almost like a voice of um, uh, a misrepresented or underrepresented um, race mm. um, and almost inadvertently as well I don't think this film was put out to Say something about about the misrepresentation of black people in cinema. Mm. I think it just has, and then and this film has been used as a vehicle for that. Um, and it had a lot of exposure and a lot of pressure to succeed. I think if this film had come out and wasn't very good, then it wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I don't know what. What the, the backlash would have been of that? It would have been a bit like, uh, oh, this is a bit like Soul Playing or something like that. Do you remember? We I mean, didn't see it. No. But that was a predominantly black film. Mm. Um, wasn't to any extent uh, the same Hollywood budget as this, or, or like Next Fridays, things like that. But this is the first time in a long time, maybe since Blade, where there's been a black superhero. Mm. In, a, in a period of our life where cinema has been predominantly superhero based, mm. like the Westerns in the 60s, yeah. or. Tom Cruise in the 90s. Um, <laughs> and the noughties. And the noughties. And the 2010s. And the 2010s. <laughs> and the last bit of the 80s. Um, and it could easily have failed. But thankfully, I think it didn't. And I other, think it's it's a good film. It is a good film. And the other thing as well is, it's this is the... 
feels like the 18th film that Marvel's released or something ridiculous like that. I think I heard it was like chapter six in phase three of Marvel's yeah, movies, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's still managed to stay fresh because we are all massively getting superhero fatigue, we especially are, yeah. with the likes of DC trying to sort of edging on the side there and all the X-Men films. To make a superhero movie that feels fresh right now is hard. And they managed to do this. That's quite a really easily. good. That's a very good point, actually. I didn't yeah. even think that because I am. I don't really care too much for the superhero films. But even, even I, when I was watching this, I thought I'm having a good time. I'm I, not bored. I remember thinking, although I was a little bit pissed at the time because we'd had a few pints before waiting for the <laughs> for, for the half eight showing. That doesn't sound like us. No, um, the I remember thinking the first 10, 20 minutes in, I was thinking this does not feel like a Marvel film in the best way possible for, yeah. for that whole time I just kept repeating in my head this doesn't feel like a Marvel film great yeah. <laughs> and that's what I really enjoyed about it to start off with when's Mike going to share those M&M's <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that but then all of, all of a sudden he just handed me I over handed a bag you. of M&M's and I was like uh, yeah. Ooh. I'll put those in my mouth <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, yeah you're absolutely right um, I think it could stand alone Mm. film um, it doesn't need to be part of the MCU no it doesn't um, although the character was first introduced in Captain America Civil War yeah, that's what, what we first saw him. when when yeah so you know there was they went to a UN thing right and then the Winter Soldier did an assassination attempt on the the current king of Wakanda oh, right yeah yeah and killed him and then there's the whole chase scene in the tunnel uh, so that's that's the first time we see him is that the flashback in this film you see yeah yeah so oh, they okay, actually okay. use the same scenes from oh, okay, from Captain okay. America Civil War and that's how he dies yeah and it's actually the second hero to come out of um, Civil War because the first one was Spider Man and he oh, obviously had his homecoming on. so yeah. it almost Captain America Civil War was like another Avengers film more than anything rather than a Captain America film um, but no it was <sighs> I, I loved that that it just didn't feel like a Marvel film that it felt really fresh for a superhero film in fact to me it just didn't feel like a superhero film no I mean in a way we still had the, the kind of fight scenes that didn't really captivate me as much I think I've seen mm. just one too many of those still had the I mean we watched it in 3D annoyingly yeah we didn't want to and I, I do still think that I was just like this fight scene would probably look a lot yeah. better if I was watching it in 2D I struggled to focus quite a lot of the time yeah, yeah a lot of the movement and there's a the, the, the scenes where the camera pans around I find it really difficult Can, we were to the side as well which I think affected it as well I would like to suggest right now that we start a hashtag of like no more 3D no because more 3D. what I hate is I, would, I love IMAX and I love super screen mm. and all that but I hate 3D yeah and what tends to happen is when you go and search for an IMAX film they're only showing it in 3D and it's like fuck off I want to yeah. watch it in 2D in IMAX why are you forcing 3D onto me also as a glasses wearer when it comes to cinema viewing mm. um, I find it very very difficult to wear glasses on top of glasses I end up looking mm. like my nan at the beach <laughs> she's like I just put Specky these sunglasses yeah. <laughs> and you've got those massive sunglasses that you put on over fucking <laughs> glasses start looking like Robocop from the remake Mm. Um, so the first complimentary thing that I'd say about this film apart from mm. the fact that it's good is that it looks pretty fucking good actually. oh my god yeah what what they did in terms of creating the fictional sort of country and city of Wakanda mm. and all the costume design that went into it it's like I, I, I'm always sitting there trying to think of fusions that can be made in films so I love it when like you'll get a, a futuristic western yeah yeah, like, yeah. With, like, like cowboys and aliens and, and things like that um but this feels like the first time I've seen a futuristic African yeah. Yeah, fusion, yeah, yeah. and it works so well, and it's so interesting. It's just, it's like I said, it's one of those things that made it feel really fresh. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a certain dichotomy of that. Um, what we normally see is this in this adverts 
during these tenders of just your five pounds a month could save um, a starving African child, mm. and then you see this lush uh, uh, landscape mm. uh, of Wakanda, which felt really believable. I think I never once had to convince myself that Wakanda was uh, real. Mm. It felt like it was. It was so it fleshed was. out. Yeah, yeah, it was so fleshed out. It felt like it could have been a real place. I think that was another compliment I paid to this film: is that there was a a, a fairly big cast when you think about it, mm. but almost all the characters were like. In fact, I've got to be careful how I say this. So, to me, uh, Nakia, uh, Okoye, um, Shuri, Mbaku, all these other extra supporting characters were fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really funny, they had personality, they were charismatic, they had a purpose in the film. They were full. They were fully made characters. Yeah, his sister was like basically M in James Bond. Yeah, she was yeah. the scientist Q, who creates... Q, Q. Q, sorry. Q in James Bond creates all these really cool technology things for him to use. His um, special bodyguard called Okoye, um, she was so strong and so badass and kick-ass and you just wouldn't mess with her, but she also had some real attitude and and at one point, there's a scene that everybody talks about where she takes this wig off that she's been forced to wear and she hates, <laughs> throws it at someone's face and uses it as a weapon. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and, and then even his mother is, is sort of um, the spiritual shaman, so Zuri, played Zuri, by, by Forrest um, Whitaker. He was great. Yeah. I thought it was really good. The, but the first bad thing I have to say about this is that the lead characters were the most boring thing about this film. I found T'Challa... Incredibly boring. He was a bit, wasn't he? This it, is the mate. This is Black Panther, isn't it? Yeah, Black Panther. Compared to everybody else, he wasn't multi-layered. He wasn't charismatic. I don't really feel like he had much of a personality. He was just kind of stoic, but yeah. not in a, an interesting way. Just in a kind of like. It wasn't he's in the not same. Really much. Yeah, it wasn't in the same sort of way as Hamlet is, or or uh, Simba, or you know any of these stories where the the, the prince has to, has to take over from the king. Mm. Um, Do you know was, who, who I would compare that to? That? Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight. It's, the, it's kind of the, yeah, the, I, 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 the driver really, of the story, but you're not really... I couldn't give a shit about Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's all about the Joker. Yeah, but then, yeah. the other bad thing about this, Killmonger, the main baddie, found him cheesy. His lines were a bit cheesy, weren't they? Yeah, like his responses to stuff. It's like, you know, um, he comes out after challenging him to things. I'm not dead. The challenge isn't over. Come mm. on. And he's like, for real? Like that, and I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dialogue can be better than that. He's supposed to be, Killmonger, the bad guy, is supposed to be a Marine who's killed hundreds of people. He's super lethal, he's been around the world, experienced this, but he just speaks like a teenager. Yeah, and also, there's a bit, you know, he's a hypocrite in his beliefs because he said that um, he kept calling T'Challa a murderer because his father, oh, sorry, he called his fa- his, T'Challa's father a murderer mm. um, because he killed somebody who means something to him. But he has all these scars on his body to show how many, to people, show how many people, people he's killed. It's he's like, like pot calling kettle. Oh, can I say <laughs> that? I mean, am I allowed, am I? I'm ginger, so I can kind of say it. Oh, you can't make that joke either. <laughs> oh, this whole obsession is getting up to that. Um, uh, so he has loads of scars on his body, and it, you can kind of see the hypocrite uh, yeah. within him. And it's almost in the same sentence. He sort of calls it the, the guy, uh, the guy's dad, a murderer. And then shows off all these all these mutilations that he's made to himself because of how many people he's murdered, and it's a yeah, bit. Yeah, like, it must have looked weird that because like, where do you start on your body when you do that? If I've killed three people, where are the yeah, first three dots? I, I think you'd spread it out. 
Yeah. To be fair, Michael B. Jordan looks unbelievable in this film. That guy is a triangle, isn't he? He has got a swimmer's body, which is unusual for a black person. That's what I said. (laughs) That is the exact word I used. I was like, that dude has a swimmer's body. Yeah. He's got the thinnest of waists. Yeah. uh, And then it goes up into huge shoulders. Um, It's just a shame that, like I said, I just uh, didn't find him that interesting. I like that they tried to make him... Try to make empathise towards him because it's basically, you know, it's not his fault that he's turned out all fucked up. It's because his dad was murdered and he was left behind to sort of fend for himself from a young age. It's like, fair enough. He was more multi-layered than T'Challa, Black Panther. But even then still, like I said, the problem was he was too cheesy for me. However, all the other cast, great. Great. Loved them. I wanted to see more of Zuri. I wanted to see more of his his bodyguard. They were great. Yeah. I I think, I don't know whether that's because of the characters or because of the, the actors... Um, abilities themselves it's difficult to say but Chadwick Boseman is pretty highly regarded um, but I don't think his character was given a lot to do in this no that's the problem and I said that's the same with, with Batman yeah. is that um, you know Christian Bale is an absolutely yeah, fantastic yeah. actor but how, what, what's that interesting about Batman there's nothing new not that much, we've seen about him um, he was a hero in this he, he's a hero with a weakness but his weakness is that, he, that he's boring his <laughs> uh, kryptonite is yeah. dullness his kryptonite is interesting things to say what did you think of Andy Serkis I when it when he first came on I was like wow he's he's really um, he's quite the personality in this mm. and I thought he was a, a fascinating bad guy yeah he plays Ulysses Claw yeah yeah, yeah. spelled Clawway a Quincy Watcher um, <laughs> and uh, he Really goes for the South African accent, doesn't he? Yeah, I like the fact like that he's all the time, mate. I like the fact that he, even if he does make a few mistakes, the fact that he's just shouting it out and he's such a brash character. Yeah, you kind of think, well, he's just going, he's fucking going for it, isn't he? He doesn't really mind if he gets the odd word wrong. He's just going to go for it and shout as loud as he possibly can. As, li- as someone who doesn't really understand South African accent that well, I thought it sounded really good, but because I don't understand it, there's a lot of South Africans listening to this right now, probably saying, <laughs> his South African sh- uh, accent is at a shot, and he doesn't know South African accent from his behind. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to go into full South African mode then and try the accent out. And no, it, I think it, it feels quite good. But I then again, I probably absolutely fucking butchered it, which he could have done, but I wouldn't have fucking noticed. Your right was good. Right. When you said right. I find it really hard to roll my eyes, actually. Um, um, no, I think that all in all, his South African accent was a bit lacquer. Mm. It was it was good. Yes. But uh, lacquer. Lacquer means What's that mean? good. Good. Like the lacquer that you put, like a varnish. All oh, right, he's lacquer. polished it. Yeah. It's polished. Right. Um, but the fact, I don't know. I mean, it, he was good. He was completely farcical, which is which is great actually. I think for a bad guy and a superhero, you want mm. like man- maniacal, crazy. Yeah, he's in it for the cash. He's in it for the cash. He has this weird arm that splits in two and fires guns. Very strange. He didn't have in Captain America: Civil War. Does he not? And it looks a bit freaky, and it freaks me out when body parts split in two. It's like you know when you see people with tongue pierces, yeah. where the tongue's oh, been cut into. Yeah, like there's like a lizard. Um, he was brilliantly camp, I think. In a way, yeah. Um, but, yeah, underused. Criminally underused, I think. Do you know what underused. I like about Martin Freeman's character? Mm. Martin Freeman's character in this basically represented white people, I it think. Did, and I? there was a few points of absolute white guilt in there. Like, there's oh, a, a scene I'm glad where... you said that. Yeah, and I, even I felt it in there. In that audience, um, 
you know, it, it, there was uh, a lot of black people and a lot of white people. There's a big mix in there. And there's jokes like that where white people would sit there and listen to a joke and go, oh, shit. Mm. But then all the black people would be laughing their heads off. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. fair fucking play. You know, it's about time I felt some white guilt. I, mean, um, I feel it every day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's a, there's a joke where... Um, uh, there's like a ceremony going on and he's watching it and one of the guys turns around and looks at him like you can't fucking watch this this isn't your right to watch this yeah. he's like oh shit uh. yeah that and then somebody I think she he sneaks up on somebody and, and uh, she says don't scare me coloniser yeah uh, <laughs> as soon as she called him coloniser I was like oh shit yeah oh, yeah I was oh, looking oh, around oh. people behind me were like uh, uh, they were just applauding laughing their head loudly. off and applauding yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly and, and I just and slowly sunk as I'm much, like, yeah, as saying before fair fucking play. I'm so sorry for my answers yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no I did feel it uh, first time I've ever felt white guilt um, uh, ever since I think I watched uh, Short Circuit where a white man plays an Indian character but other than that um, this this film fucking smashed it I thought um, yeah. it sounded great yeah um, so you I, didn't like the soundtrack so the, the actual official soundtrack that got released mm. I listened to it beforehand and I found that Kendrick Lamar produced a, a lot of the songs for this it's good I'm not like a big Kendrick Lamar fan or anything I couldn't probably name any of his songs Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe that's the one um, the problem I find with it is that there's this juxtaposition really where this film is almost it's very progressive because of this huge black cast that we don't really find um, when you get these sort of big blockbuster films that's not had that chance before but then Kendrick Lamar comes out and all his songs are about bitches and that kind of stuff and it just feels really derogatory towards women and it's like, hang on. Well, let's not, you know, one step at a time, Josh. You can't have You can't have everything. Sorry, I can't believe is... I can't have equality for not just all the races but all, all sexes no, and genders as well. I can't believe it. Um, but that, that's what annoys it. But what I noticed about the film is they didn't really use a lot of the, the lyrical songs during the official soundtrack that's been released. Yeah. They use some of it and then they use a lot of the sort of... Um, Still hip hop vibe background music and it works really well. Uh, I I liked the actual score in this film yeah. more than the soundtrack. Okay, I've not heard the soundtrack. I've only heard what was what was uh, played through, during the movie and mm. um, it sounded great. To be fair, uh, apparently the sound uh, engineers and technicians in this went over to Senegal and uh, recorded lots of music and they actually went deep into the the heart of, of Africa um, to to get a sound. Um, that would complement the movie well, and I, I, I think it was seamless to be honest. Yeah, I really liked the, the, the towards the end. There's like a mixture of of, of um, hip hop and um, and what you would probably see in a BBC documentary on the Maasai tribe. Yeah, like drums and a mm. very African tone to it, um, and it sounded great. The mix up, the mashup, and bringing uh, what would be traditionally. Um, played in in African tribes, bringing that to the like a modern day mm. uh, sound was uh, I thought it was great. It sounded really cool. It's a good fusion, wasn't and it, it? And it really helped to to bring. Uh, it sounds corny as fuck, but it really helped to bring Wakanda to life. Mm. Like uh, as I said before, I didn't ever have to pretend that Wakanda was a made up place. Mm. It, it looked cool. It sounded cool. Yeah, it sounded real. It looked real, um, and and it. Really, it looked like um, you know at the, at the end of the film they they say that that, that Wakanda's a paradise and things like that, and it kind of does look like that when yeah. you're looking at it. It does look like a oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful uh, paradise. Where do you want to live? Um, this is shot by the same girl who does Mud Mudbound. Oh, was it? What Rachel same something. cinema photographer or? Uh, I don't think it's a cinematographer. Artistic director. I think it's 
Something it like that. It must be the cinematography, actually. Um, I can't remember her name. Actually, I've written it down. Rachel Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if she is going to be the next big thing. Essentially. She could be the new... Or the old Rachel Morrison. <laughs> so, the the cast is really good. Obviously, I wasn't a massive fan of the lead hero or the lead villain. Um, score's really good. The world that they, they create looks beautiful. It's really interesting, really engaging. For a film that lasted over two hours, at no point did I think, fucking no. hell, this is lasting ages. It just it sailed through it, yeah, which was right. really good. The pacing was perfect. What I found disappointing about the film, and I guess I could blame this on the fact that it's sort of a Marvel superhero film and it's an origin one, is that the story was so fucking predictable. Yeah. I knew what was going to happen. To me, this isn't a spoiler, but at one point, T'Challa appears to die. Yeah. Well, he gets thrown off a cliff. He gets gets thrown off a fucking wall. And how many times does that happen? Yeah. And then you think, oh no, the king is dead and now Killmonger's taking over. What's gonna happen, Michael? Well, I've seen Lion King, so I know. Yeah. He comes back. He goes, meets a meerkat. And a a warthog. Comes back. When I was a young warthog. (laughs) Comes back. uh, Michael B. Jordan's character sings Be Prepared. Um, and then, and then he comes back, uh, and then he comes back and reclaims his um, his 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 rightful yeah um, place at at what's it called on the throne yeah yeah but what's the rock called Pride Rock that's it all right um, yeah so there were some similarities there but um, yeah like you, you said I never that felt Black like Panther is basically the Lion King. I mean, almost entirely it's Lion no, King. No, because he doesn't thought. get faked into thinking he killed his own father. But I get what you mean. There's but this basic, the basic overall... You know, there's that theory about there's only seven stories. In, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is one where one the character has a downfall and goes away, learns something about themselves and comes back to save the day. That's basically it. That, that was the problem with this. With this brand new feeling... Um, universe and setting in a way yeah and this film that is a superhero film that doesn't feel like a superhero film the story just felt so predictable but I liked the characters the characters were done well and mm. the spectacle itself was good um, and I liked it I didn't ever feel bored I think the last thing I'd want to say about it is that there's, there's, there's some obvious subtle or not so subtle sort of political um, messages through this not just about the whole um uh the the black uh, cast in Hollywood, but also some obvious shout-outs to Donald Trump and the current sort of state of the oh, world. That and quote about the wall. So yeah, I wrote it down at the end. Actually, it was something along the lines of, uh, "In times of crisis, um, fools build barriers, whereas the wise build bridges." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is an obvious reference to Donald Trump and his Mexican wall. <sighs> I've literally just finished listening to Fire and Fury on Audible. Mm. It is quite enlightening. Doesn't matter how factual it is or not, but <laughs> he does paint quite a picture of the man uh, as an absolute imbecile, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and it be, it's good to to see people keeping the agenda on this. It'd be interesting to see where around a year's time. But um, like I said, it had, had a few sort of. There, there's this thing about um, Wakanda originally uh, sort of keep themselves to themselves. They've got all this futuristic tech. They're very very privileged in that sense, and they don't want to share. That privilege out because they're they're worried about the effect that it have on the world, mm. um, and it could be said the same about America at the minute um, because of the the fact that they voted Donald Trump in a lot of uh, you know a, a large portion of Americans are like we need to focus on ourselves. The very insular thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the it's the right wing thinking. It's like it, us first, everybody else later. Yeah, 
Um, but at the end of the film, he sort of comes to realise that we've got all this great technology, we should be sharing this with other people, and he basically becomes a left-winger. So <laughs> yeah, He changes yeah. from Donald Trump into Barack Obama in the space of two hours and 15 minutes. So Yeah, he's, he goes from David Beckham to Damien Duff. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good to see those, those subtle ones in there. It's not shoved in your face, but at the same time, it's quite obvious that there's a link there. Um, and, and, you know, I think there is a responsibility for movies in Hollywood to try and get these points across yeah exactly especially seeing as um, it, b- it becomes more apparent that that's the only way to educate people is yeah. through pop culture Instagram Facebook well from what I understand anything, about Donald you know, Trump is that he doesn't actually read anything he just has three TVs in his bedroom that he watches at night so yeah, yeah. that's literally it exactly. so he probably watches Black Panther and goes oh I don't need to build the wall Oh, there we time. go. I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, we should uh, get this podcast across to him. What would you give it out of ten? I was just about to ask you the same thing. Ooh, uh, do you want to say it at the same time? Yeah. Three, two, one, seven. seven. <gasps> oh, I got it worked. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven out of ten. It's it's a very strong, solid movie. There's some great, intriguing things. It kept me interested the whole whole way through. Yeah. But for me, the downfalls were the story was predictable and the lead villain and lead hero were just yeah. kind of weak. And not fleshed out enough. But saying that, there are good characters. You know what I'm going to do? What's that? Thomas, our social media VP, as he's classed himself, I'm going to read out what he thought of the film. Just to give him a bit of a shout-out more than anything. So this is what Thomas had to say. Bored of superhero movies now. They're all the same. I did enjoy it, though. Thought it was humorous. We needed to be, but felt like it just ended abruptly. Long build-up, quick ending. Sounds like my sex life. (laughs) Kind of seems right. The fight scene at the end, I wasn't that fussed about. No, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, the problem is, you know what's going to happen. There's never... I mean, what's happening now where... I mean, if it, is it not the same appeal that you kind of feel from romantic comedies as well, though? A lot of people you know, watch romantic comedies to... because they know what the ending's going to be, but that's what they're looking for. They want that comfortable, yeah. safe ending. Yeah, people do. And again, yeah. we've got to think about it. Marvel superhero movies are not necessarily aimed at adults. They are aimed at children. Yeah. Really. Well, like kind of families, but mostly children, so they can sell the merchandise. Yeah, solid seven out of ten. It's a seven out of ten movie. But, Definitely um, go watch it. I'm glad they did. I'm, I'm glad they did a good job because it's about time they did for a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on to game time. The game time. It's it's my turn to give you a game. Yeah. And what a game it is this week. Cool. Have you got a name for it? Mm. I didn't give a name to last week's one. I, I realised after I'd done it, I was so disappointed in myself. I'm going to call this one... Three in one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a very... I'm not a naming <laughs> kind of guy, you know. I just... I like... I'm not there for the spectacle. I'm there for the content. Uh, so, I'm going to give you the year. Right. And the name of three films that came out in that year. Mm-hmm. And you have to tell me the actor. Ooh, and yes. If you really struggle, I will give you some hints. That's good. You but know what's weird? Is in, in real life, I find it hard to remember people's names, but with actors, it's very easy. I'm quite good, and I think it's just because I've got something to associate it with. Well, I'm glad you told me that, Thomas, because I'm going to start now. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So the year is 1991. Ooh. Uh, this is called My Own. Pri- so the three films: My Own Private Idaho. Which I've never fucking heard of. I've never heard of that one either. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which I have heard of. Okay. And Point Break. Keanu Reeves. It must be, right? Yeah. It is. Hey, I thought you were going to say it's um, his colleague in it whose name I have forgotten. No, I don't know. Just to completely 
counteract what I said before I started this game. <laughs> so the year, 1995. Yeah. Right. Three films, mm -hmm. seven, Usual Suspects, and Outbreak. I've never heard of Outbreak. Well, I don't recognise it anyway. That must be Kevin Spacey. He who shall not be named. No. Oh, I can't believe you used him as an answer, you traitor. <laughs> okay, 2013. Okay. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. All right. This is the end. And Homefront. James Franco. James Franco. I am so good at this game. Three out of three. 2004. Right. Along Came Polly. Right. Starsky and Hutch. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. What's amazing about this Ooh. is that these these are all films where they've been re three of them have been released in a year. So how busy has that actor been that year? Well, they're not all filmed at the same time though, as well. well that's like, true. Some films take a lot less time. But these are three, I mean, two good films and Starsky and Hutch. So you know, I mean, we all know who it is, right? You know who it is. Is it Vince Vaughn? No. So say so again. What were the other two films? Along Came Polly, Starsky and Hutch, and Dodgeball. Uh, I'm trying to think who was in Starskin Hutch. It was it was Owen, Owen, Wilson. Owen Wilson and who else did he play? Who else did he play played against? It was um, who's in Along Came Polly? That isn't Jennifer Aniston. I can't remember who Along Came Polly. I, I don't remember that film. Uh, I, I want to say it's the guy from Jackass, wasn't he in Starskin Hutch? No, he kind of looks who like. Who the him. fuck was it then? It was Ben Stiller? Ah, oh, what was yeah. he in Starskin Hutch? Yeah, it's one of the uh, the Hutch brothers. Yeah. Uh, Hutch Brothers, what the fuck am I talking about? I think about? he's Starsky. Is he actually? Yeah. No, he's not. I'm telling you, he is. And he's also in the other two movies. I, for some reason, really don't think that Ben still lives in Starsky and Hutch, and I don't know why I can refuse to That's say crazy. it was. What is wrong with my brain? All right, 2011. Mm-hmm. This is seven years ago, which is blowing my mind. Friends with Benefits. Right. The Help. And Crazy Stupid Love. What was the first one again? Friends with Benefits, The Help. Friends with Benefits, Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, or was it Justin Timberlake no. and Mila Kunis one? It was that one, yeah. Shit, who was in that? The Help was the... I've not seen The Help. was the film that was opposite to this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Crazy Stupid Love had, um, what's her face, Emma Stone and... Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Steve Carell. Steve Carell and the other old lady. Uh, oh, it was Ben Stiller and Starsky Nudge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it was Starsky Nudge, yeah. Oh, my brain. What was the three films again? Uh, the Friends with Benefits, The right. Help, Crazy Stupid Love. Would you like a hint? Yes. Okay, is it... Domhnall Gleeson, Emma Stone, or Idris Elba? The only person I can think of is Emma Stone. You are correct. I don't remember her in... Any of those films. I, I remember Damn. in Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, anyway. Never mind. I give myself half a point for that one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, why not? Mm. Okay, 2001. A space Odyssey. <laughs> Behind Enemy Lines. Ooh. Zoolander. Owen Wilson. The Royal Tenenbaums. Wow. 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 Behind Enemy Lines is a surprisingly good film. Yeah. And Owen Wilson is surprisingly good in it as a non-comedic actor. I, I want to watch it again. I want to do that as a throwback Thursday because yeah, I've seen that film multiple times. Okay, so going to throw it back now to the year 2000, the millennium. Right. 
my right. favourite of all the millenniums so far. <laughs> uh, rules of engagement. Right. Unbreakable. Or shaft. Well, actually, end shaft. End. That's not how you say end. Nobody talks like that. End. Uh, rules of engagement. Unbreakable. And shaft. 2000. Rules of engagement. Unbreakable. Shaft. Um. Oh, it's not who I thought it was. Is it Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. It's actually. It is, correct. Bang! Congratulations. I'm pretty fucking good at this game. 2010. 2010. Alice in Wonderland. What? Love and other drugs. Mm -hmm. Or Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of love and other drugs. It was Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. Uh, who was the first person? Uh, the first movie? Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Was Jake Gyllenhaal in it? Don't know. Nobody Don't was think in so. it. It's uh, Johnny Depp, wasn't it? We're going to go for Johnny Depp. It was not Johnny Depp. No, who was it? I don't know. I, was hoping I can't, I can't think of it was in Love and Other Drugs. I don't remember that film very well. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> 1992. Yes. Uh, Res uh, Reservoir Dogs. See. Sister Act. And Bad Lieutenant. Who was in Reservoir Dogs and Sister Act? And Bad Lieutenant. First of all, Bad Lieutenant is one of the worst films well, I've even the ever seen in my entire life. Bad Lieutenant's the one with Nicolas Cage, isn't it? That's the remake. Oh, right, okay. There was one before that. There was yeah. one before that. Oh, shit, I'm not going to know that. It's what the first two films again? Sister Act yeah. and Reservoir Dogs. I think this person oh. also does. Do you want a hint? A yeah. clue? This person also does adverts for Direct Line. Tim Roth? No, <laughs> those would be awesome adverts. Um, who was it? Uh, it is Harvey Keitel. Oh, why the fuck did I not get that when you said Direct Line? No, I'm sorry. It's Winston Wolf. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> okay. Harvey Keitel. This person was in Con Air. Right. In 1997. Right. They were also in Gross Point Blank, and they were a voice in Anastasia. Con I've seen Gross Point Blank, so I don't know. Do you know who is the main character? In I want to say Steve Buscemi, but... No. No? Uh, wait, wait. Can I get another guess? You get loads of... You can never... It's not Nicolas Cage. It's not Nick Cage. I'm trying to think of who was in... He's in Gross Point Blank and Anastasia in 1997. He was also in Hot Tub Time Machine. That's your clue. John Cusack. Bang. Well done. Oh. Well done. Uh, that's fire too hard. 2011, mm. we'll get this. Uh, the Ides of March, Crazy Stupid Love, and Drive. Ryan Gosling. I believe you are correct. Yeah, he's Damn. my um, actor lookalike, I think. Yeah, you've got the, um, cleft, the cleft face. Uh, 1997. Good, Good, Will, Good Will Hunting. Great year for movies, actually. Yeah. Good Will Hunting, Father's Day, and Flubber. Oh, Robin Williams. Right. Well Easy, done. Easy, brother. Uh, okay. Your final question. Cool. 2001, which for me was a good year for Space movies. Odyssey. Yeah. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Right. Vanilla Sky. And Blow. I've not seen Captain Corelli's Mandolin or Blow. The other one I've seen is Vinna Sky, which has Tom Cruise in it. And sh and and not Charlie's the run, what's her name? Cameron Diaz! Cameron Diaz! 
Is it Cameron Diaz? It's not. It's the other the other girl in this. The one who has the mole on her breast. And in Vanilla Sky, he says, "If I ever died and come back to life, I want to come back as this mole," which I thought was the weirdest thing to say to somebody. <laughs> but probably the most romantic thing that Sean Doyle could ever think of saying. <laughs> Not that anybody know who Sean Doyle is, but he's a friend of ours, so funny. Um, I don't know. Who is it? Um, it's Penelope Cruz. Oh, shit. It is Penelope Cruz in Vanilla Sky. I completely thank God. No, I've blown the drink. So you got 10 out of 10. Well done. <laughs> I'm going to edit the shit out of this. Yeah, make we it... did 25 questions, but, you know, That's I'm still... pretty impressive. Yeah. Got, uh, got a lot of them well. Well, well done. That was um, good. It's a hard quiz, I think. Um, and you did very well, considering I did this quiz earlier, and I have the answers in front of me, um, and I still struggled. I mean, yeah, so I could see whether the, that it definitely wasn't the one I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and you did very I'm very impressed. I'm pretty impressed with myself. You should start a podcast based on, uh, on movies. Movies, yeah. Because I always used to think that you had no authority to speak on on movies. But <laughs> Not now, until this point. But now I see. Wow, cheers. That uh, you do. Um, so great, game. Thanks for that. I enjoyed that a lot. Good. I find it very challenging. Um, if you are fans of the podcast, please recommend us to other people. But what I actually think I want to know from people more than anything is what movies do you want us to review? Is there any classic movies that you'd like us to go back and watch? I know that your friend Dom. Constantly gets upset by the fact that I've not seen films like Alien, so I think we, we might go back and review some of those. But uh, we just want to know what you want to hear about. So, we should got watch, any suggestions? We should watch Alien together. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because I've, I've you know I've seen bits of it and I know the famous scenes, but I've never actually watched it as one whole film. And I feel like I need to. Mm. I've not seen any of the Godfathers. I've not seen most of the Rocky films. Oh, we're gonna have such a good weekend. Yeah, exactly. Cool. You and me together. High five. Um, so thanks again for listening and we will see you again for episode 26 26 holy shit that's half a year mad bye bye